Hey, 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 what is going on, y'all? Can, can you hear me? Is, is my banana phone on? I've been on a workout regime trying to get more fruits and vegetables into my repertoire. But uh, welcome to the Cold Calling Podcast back again. Whoa, episode number eight. I'm your host, Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprise. I got the gold mic for a gold guest today. You are in for a treat. Go ahead and make yourself at home. Get comfortable. Sit back, relax. We're going to be chopping it up about cold calling, about sales, about business. Now, remember, the Cold Calling Podcast is powered by our friends at Monster Connect. Yes, Monster Connect. They are leveraging technology as well as human resources, yes, to deliver actual conversations for B2B sellers. We want to connect with 8 to 12 decision makers every hour, and that's what we provide to you. Now, the Cold Calling Podcast, we're here to support you as you drive to be the best sales professional, the best sales leader that you can be. And what we do is we bring insights from sales reps, sales leaders that are out there to help you, yes, you, take your game to the next level and succeed. Now, this week's guest, oh my goodness, she's been on an adventure, a little bit of a misadventure, which we'll hear about shortly. And she's used those experiences to fuel her success. I can't wait to hear about her journey. Hailing from Duluth, St. Louis. She's an experienced sales leader, currently the executive vice president, the EVP of Partner Sales for Abstract Marketing Growth, a full-service lead generation company focused on supercharging your business growth. Let's give a warm, cold-calling podcast welcome to our great guest, Amy Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for joining us. What is going on on this wonderful Wednesday? Amy, how are you feeling? Feeling great. I'm really, really excited for this. I'm excited to share my journey. And the weather's been a little bit up and down this week, but we're hanging in there. And I am jacked to be here with you today. Uh-oh, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I got sunshine. <laughs> I, I know you were talking about that cold, cold weather. We were in the green room earlier. Sharing is caring, but you can keep that cold stuff to yourself. But so happy to have you here. I like to get kicked off. And you and I are just meeting for the first time, Amy, other than some emails back and forth. Call this segment the who, the what, and the why. Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? Absolutely. So, my name is Amy Milner. I've grown up in St. Louis all my life. I'm currently the EVP of Partner Sales and Fulfillment at Abstract Marketing Group. I'll go into my journey a little bit later on. Uh, but my why is I had a string of failures in my life and quitting on a lot of things leading up to when I started at Abstract Marketing Group nine years ago. And this place gave me the passion uh, and the fuel to, to win, honestly, and to know that what I was doing was making an impact. And so I believe that Abstract gave me my shot in life, honestly, and in, in the life that I live today. And there's nothing that I wake up more excited about every day now is to give other people their shot. Um, and, and their shot to impact clients um, for their own personal growth. And then I'm just really personally invested in 
the age group of, of young 20s and people coming out of college and them finding their way and them finding their passion and uh, that they can do anything they set their minds to. Ooh, <laughs> I'm in the right place. You're in the right place. I love to hear the great impact that Abstract has had for you. And now you want to take that and you want to give back. You want to serve others so that they can experience that as well. That is absolutely amazing. Real quick to our viewers and to our guests and anyone who's listening in, tuning in right now, any questions that you have as we have this conversation, please get the Twitter fingers ready and put them in the comments. I can tell from Amy Smile that she is open to answering any of your questions. But I'm going to start off because I've got some questions in this crazy mind of mine. I'm looking at your profile. I'm doing my research. I'm making some cold calls around trying to get the scouting report on you. I call this the spill the tea part one. This is a surprise to you, but I see that you're an alum of the illustrious Webster University. Now, I got to ask you, what in the world is a Gorlock? The Webster University Gorlock? What, What is this? Oh, gosh, you get that question all the time. So the classic question in St. Louis is, where'd you go to school? That's what everybody asks if you meet a new person. Uh, And yes, the Gorlock is heavily discussed because no one can really pinpoint down. It might be a gargoyle. It might be a half animal this, half animal that. We don't know. Uh, But yeah, Webster Gorlock. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I want to get into your personal story, how you came about along the journey, along the adventure to abstract and how you were able to leverage cold calling to kind of boost and create that confidence within yourself. I know you got a story and you're sticking to it. The mic is all yours. Please tell Amy. Absolutely. I'm excited about this. So I referred to previously, uh, I quit a lot of things in my growing up, like quit organized sports, um, let myself out of a lot of hard things and just didn't have that confidence growing up uh, all the way to college. And then I experienced a a really heartbreaking rejection experience on my very first day of college. I was actually going to be a dancer, uh, random. Yep, this is my story. I I danced my whole life, uh, modern and ballet. I uh, got into the conservatory at Webster University, actually. And then my first day of college, um, a comment was made to me that was a very personal um, rejecting type of comment. Uh, and I walked out that day and, and quit, you know, which was a, a pattern in my life. And so I uh, leaned into then my next passion was English, uh, reading and writing had been into that my entire life. And so I said, okay, I guess I'll be a teacher. Like I, I, w- I was settling at that point because of the rejection I had just experienced. And no offense to teachers out there, too, that I just said that um, what I found along in this journey is that I, I probably wouldn't have been great at that as well. And then I'm right where I need to be. I believe in uh, karma like that. Uh, but it took me seven years to graduate college at that point because of that one day uh, and that rejection that just absolutely crippled me. So. I dealt with a lot of mental health issues uh, for the next seven years and just was hopping from college to college in St. Louis um, and figuring out where I was going to go. And then uh, kudos to my husband, um, had been with him the entire time. And 
he just really sat me down at that point around age 24. And he said, you know, we want to start a family. We want to start a family. And um, I really want you to figure out where, where you're going to go in this. And I'm here to support you. And that was a big thing to me. I wanted to be a mom. So he probably put me in a corner and challenged me a little bit uh, to do that. But I, I'm grateful for that. And so I buckled down in that last year at Webster um, and received my bachelor's in English. And then at that point, I decided to, I had been in school this long already, I'm going to get my two-year master's uh, in education so that I can just already add that to my arsenal. And so I was looking for a day job. <laughs> I had been bartending um, and in the service industry up to that point in all of those seven years. And so I knew with the night classes I needed to get into an eight to five job. Uh, so on my list of uh, companies that I was going to try to do interviews for included uh, doctor's offices, dentist's offices um, for, for the front office. And then I just happened to stumble upon looking on Facebook, a girl that had graduated from the English degree at Webster as well. And she was working at this place called Abstract Marketing Group. Uh, and so I, I clicked into her profile, knew her, had been friends with her in college and messaged her and just said, what is this place about? And I remember it to this day, her messaging me and saying, you should absolutely apply. We're starting to grow like crazy. I didn't know what that meant. And then she said, you should just go ahead and apply and I'll put in a good word for you. So uh, I applied. I studied every single page of our website at that point, nine years ago. Uh, English background, really good at memorizing things. Had zero clue what any of it meant <laughs> and what we were doing. I had no background in marketing or sales. Um, with my fear of rejection, probably the furthest, furthest thing from my mind. Uh, but I studied that website, um, went in, had a great interview, and started at Abstract. And my first day, I walked in and then realized pretty quickly into two hours of orientation and training that I was going to be making 135 cold calls a day. And I a 135 cold calls a day. So needless to say, I ran to the bathroom, started crying and called my husband and said, I might need to walk out. <laughs> like, this is this is not going to work for me uh, again. Kudos to him said it's your first day. Just stay put. Um, we'll talk about it when you get home. Uh, so I went back to training and. And honestly, that was how uh, we approached every day at that point. Um, we have a two-week orientation for uh, training. And about three to four days into it, I, I started trying to talk myself up. I had just talked myself through my last year of college. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to learn about these clients. I am good at that. I am good at studying. I'm going to lean into knowing every single thing about these four clients that I'm going to represent. Um, and that's what I'm going to cling to. And then we'll figure out the cold calling part there. So got through training, started, and I didn't get my first appointment for a week. So enter phase two of my wanting to quit every single day. And uh, honestly, uh, my story here at Abstract, everyone makes jokes here now, like I'm the girl that cried for 30 days straight. So it's the running joke now, and it's fine. I own it, and I use it now, obviously, in my role as a leader of SDRs. Um, but I had no shame either. You have to make 135 cold calls a day. I was not missing the controllable. So, I mean, if there were uh, some tears popping up and my eyes are coming down, people saw them. There are people to this day that that saw that. Um, you mentioned Elliot earlier, that you know someone who knows him. I have post-it notes to this day that I take 
where to whatever office I moved to of he was an SDR at the time as well. He started about three months before me. Um, so we've been on this journey together and he was just popping post-it notes on my desk all day of your clients need you. You can do this. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, and, and so that was when I knew abstract was special was the, the support that surrounded me and uh, nobody gave up on me in that time and got my first appointment a weekend. And then I just started building little milestone confidences from there. And the biggest uh, shift for me and, and pretty much when my career change shifted was a, a month in, um, I was representing an IT client in Texas. Uh, and this, this client had just been so encouraging to me. He had uh, actually made a couple of jokes about I should take a shot of Jack Daniels before I represented him. He said, your energy, your tone. He's like, you just need to slow down a little bit and gave that joke. Uh, but the appointment that I set, I only set one IT appointment uh, for that client in that first month. And then team members helped me with the other appointments. Um, but my, my appointment closed business for them in the first month. And it paid for their entire program with abstract for the year. So I got that call from this client and, and they called me and uh, I will always remember that moment uh, as it felt for the very first time in my life, I had made a deep impact on something that I, I had done that. Uh, him, him calling me and thanking me and what that did for their business. And, and I had personally done that. I had put in the work, I had not quit on it. I had made that happen. And I always look back on that moment as like the moment that my life changed, honestly. Uh, and I'm gonna stay here. Maybe maybe this cold calling thing might work out for me. Maybe, maybe I'm good at this uh, and I can make an impact in this sphere. And I would say the rest is history, honestly, at that point in my career at Abstract. And I stayed on the phones another nine months and started being approached for leadership at that point of, of hey, you know, we think you have these internal leadership qualities and, and mindset and what do you think about running a team someday? Uh, because we are all broken up into teams uh, on the floor. It's not just an entire floor of, of a ton of SDRs. We have a true team mindset and the branding and you live your brand. So at that time I was, um, on the phone thugs and harmony team and then and it's all phone branded too like we, we go all out with this roles and branding and uh i got asked to run a team about 10 months into my career at abstract uh we became the top guns and and had a run at that and it just it, it i stopped my masters at that point when i became a sales manager i i really planted in uh, i think this is where i belong and i want to be a part of this and 2016 was the year that we massively, massively grew and shot up too. So I was lucky enough to be a part of, of that era and saw seven more teams get formed that year and just colleagues coming in um, to the sales manager role. And yeah, that in essence is how I got into abstract um, and then have played a lot of different roles since then and built some things here at Abstract that I'm really proud of, but all in all, I've stayed close to the cold calling piece and the SDR piece in our product. Wow, wow, you, you shared so much. Thank you for that background, Amy. What a journey you have been on. And I appreciate your vulnerability, your authenticity. I'm gonna come right back to that, but hold up, wait a minute. 
I heard you say something about the Bone Thugs and Harmony. What was it? Phone. Bone thugs and Phone. <laughs> Phone, because of you. Cold calling. <laughs> Come on now. Are you serious? And then you were on the Top Guns? Yes, yes. I was Goose, actually. Kind okay. of weird because I know, yeah, we know Goose's story, but I <laughs> led that team. Yep, that was my nickname. So we have nicknames on each team. Whatever theme is the team, everybody has a nickname. Uh, and you call each other by your nicknames and you live the brand. And you're essentially a small business representing these clients. Um, and you're in it together to win for those clients. And it's one of the most incredible parts of our culture. And it's our secret sauce. And uh, we really treat it um, very similarly to a sports team. And that was the roles itself is something that our CEO and founder, Scott Scully, created from day one of the company. And so there's not just a branding officer, there's a unity officer who runs the huddles. There's a metrics officer who keeps our boards up to date and people are putting their metrics on the boards each day and they own the numbers. There's a development officer on the team. Uh, which really owns the team's training and making sure everyone's up to date on anything company-wide that they need to learn and just personal development and mental health. And then we have our celebrations officer. So uh, we have silent celebration sticks. You know, it can get pretty loud on a call center floor in general. Um, so every team has a themed celebration silent stick that when an appointment happens on our floor, the hands are in the air celebrating that person. Yep, exactly like that. So Top Guns, actually, we ordered uh, air traffic control signs, like the real ones. So there was air traffic control signs waving in the air um, on my Top Guns team when I ran that. Come on now. Wow. <laughs> that That is absolutely, absolutely amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, normally when I was talking, th this is the sign that they put up for me. They said, you're too loud. <laughs> I am very loud. <laughs> I, I have gotten gotten that reputation a lot uh don't if amy milner's standing next to you wait wait to make the next dial on your pitch because she's gonna be loud oh that is hilarious now i had this i had this uh spill the tea part two up my sleeve but you open it up with the bone thugs and harmony i understand it's getting hot in her i heard <laughs> there's some sort of connection with my boy nelly and abstract marketing. What what in the world is the connection with Nelly, the yep. rapper, and abstract? I'm actually sitting in his former studio. Uh, we uh, purchased the building uh, on the street in the landing. So we're located on the landing. We're right on the river in St. Louis. From two-minute walk to the arch, which is awesome for our people, especially when the weather's warm and the ground's there. Uh, but yeah, this building was up the street and available um, next to our uh, OG location. And yeah, this was Nelly's former studio in St. Louis. So very grateful uh, to have this space. It's an awesome space. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm serious. This is Nelly's studio. <laughs> <laughs> Come so, visit. So are you gonna, gonna wrap for me? Can, can, can you throw down some bar? Uh, probably not. I'm just <laughs> I know my strengths and weaknesses. I'm aware of that. <laughs> That is hilarious. Well, what a small world. Now, I want to go back because I, I truly and sincerely appreciate you being so authentic, you being so vulnerable, you sharing about the ups and the downs, the highs, the lows, the twists, the turns, the mental health impact, which mental health impacts 
so many of us and so many that we know. I'm curious, for someone right now who's making 100, 125, 150 cold calls every day and is going through some challenges, they want to tap out, they want to quit, they're struggling with their mental health, what message do you want to share with them right now? Control what you can control. Uh, so I actually, this year, because I'm still a big book nerd, uh, I started studying stoicism. I wanted to take uh, my mental health, um, how I deal with stress to the next level personally, and then how I was going to lead to as we continue to grow um, and how I could impact more SDRs. And essentially, stoicism is the modern day emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's so many nuggets in that. And it's it goes along with a theme that we talk a ton about it abstract already. And it just really clicked for me. Um, but you have this small set of controllables that are within your sphere that you can control because 99% of what's happening out in the world and what's happening on the other side of your next cold call is not in your control. Um, so when you focus on that, that's within your sphere, you can really keep yourself in that mindset to win. So specifically with cold calling, um, I talked to my SDRs and our sales managers about you will not be able to control potentially what your contact rate is going to be today and how many people are going to pick up your cold call, how many decision makers you're actually going to get to. And then when you get into the call, you really, even with the best intro in the world, sometimes can't control if someone's gonna continue and let you keep speaking. You're gonna get hung up on, uh, no matter how great your pitch or your intro is. And then uh, even if you provided all of the value, our customers, uh, you know, service solves their problem, they still might say no. <laughs> like you're going to get more no's than you're going to get yeses, cold calling. But what you can control is the process you're running for these calls how you set up your day, uh, your enthusiasm going into the call, is your mind right? Have you done your affirmations before you start? We really believe in sitting there and affirming before you make the first call. And then have you been studying? Have you been role-playing? Have you been practicing your preparation for the call? Uh, and then what you bring in tonality and, and passion and, and that you belong in that conversation. And those are really, at the end of the day, the only things personally that you can control. Um, and it makes you able to focus more on when you're winning, not getting so seeped into the I'm winning. And then the lows don't become these lowest of lows. And you're able to push through, through the lows because you know that you're controlling the process and that you're putting in the effort um, and you're making the number of dials that you need to make. And that is absolutely 100% within an SDR's control every single day. Wow. Controlling the controllables, the influence of stoicism and how you implemented that, that is strong. I want to do a quick reminder for all of our folks that are tuning in. And I just got the update. Hey, Amy, we are live on YouTube, but LinkedIn, LinkedIn, what? We will make sure that LinkedIn gets the recording, but we're okay. directing everyone to go check out the YouTube. I don't know. We're going to control the controllables. There you and go. All we can do is control this <laughs> chat, the energy we bring and the value that you bring to everyone who's tuning in. I just thank you so much. I want to roll it over because you talked about controlling the controllables. 
I want to dig in a little bit deeper because I'm a big believer that mindset, having that proper mindset, uh, making sure that you demonstrate grit, not, not, not just talk about it, but you actually, I mean, I can tell from your journey, the, the, did you say five different schools that you went to? Yep. That you've got that internal drive, that desire, that grit. How important is mindset and grit to have success as a cold caller? It's everything. Uh, it's, it's absolutely everything. And a one thing that's super important to me, a message to, to our SDRs is empowerment of the role and them feeling empowered. And, and I take that back to how my journey as an SDR and how this created the confidence I have in my life now. It was from the adversity of the cold calling. It was from the getting 10 to 12 no's in a day and how you hang up that call from a hard no. Um, and what do you, how do you reset your mindset right then? How do you reshift it right then and say, next one's going to be a yes. Like I'm going to keep going because there will be a yes uh, by the end of the day. And maybe it's not today, but I'm going to run this process exactly like I know I'm supposed to. Um, and the yeses are going to come from working the process. And that's what you can control. And, and from the empowerment side, you're doing a job that most people would refuse to do. I, I love saying that uh, to people. And it's so funny. Uh, most people order pizza online now, but this is an example. My husband, I've given him compliments already, so now I can make fun of him a little bit. But like, I became the resident call about this bill. Call and order the pizza call a lot of people in our generation like the past 20 years like have started avoiding talking on the phone and communicating in this way because of technology and how much easier it is to just hide behind a screen um, and not be able to effectively communicate through speaking which we uh, have been doing for millions of years and and so just being empowered that you're doing something hard every single day like telling these SDRs, like when you wake up and you come into our building, like you're choosing hard. You're choosing something that you know is going to be hard and that makes you powerful. Like own that, own that, that you're doing a job that most of your friends, probably all of them in most cases are not doing. Um, and, and be excited about that and be proud about that, um, that you are helping small to medium-sized businesses grow every single call that you make and and just own that and so i think that alone helps create more of a mindset in our environment of we just really talk up what the role is what the role is and like you're just you're not a dialer like you're a powerful salesperson that is representing our clients and and the impact that you can make on every single next call that you make and every single next no that you take wow Wow, I love that mindset. I love you sharing to trust the process. To, to view yourself. You got me choked up. Amy, this is good stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm eating this up for lunch. I, I, I didn't have lunch yet, but I'm eating this up for lunch. I love this mindset, this philosophy, this perspective that you're sharing with folks. Now, I want to find out from you, what else have been the keys to your success. You've had longevity. You've been through waves. You've been through spurts. You've had success. You've had failures. What would you say are really the top, give me the top two to three keys to your success? 
uh, I would say just loving whatever winning is to you, obviously winning for your clients, winning for yourself, knowing you're contributing to the company um, in, in your own personal growth, but love winning so much more than you hate losing because that's a, a mindset in itself too. Like if you dwell in the losses, you're gonna stay there for a little bit. Like when you lose, take it as falling up and more fuel for the next win. And like, you just have to love winning and whatever that means to you. But but chasing that um, has been a huge thing for me. Obviously my personal background, I hadn't won a lot in life. And this, this opportunity, um, this opportunity is an SDR, like even the little wins, like celebrate the little wins that lead to the big wins. So I'd say that's my second one is celebrate the little wins, embrace the process. Uh, a lot of people say embrace the suck, you know, like embrace the hard parts in between um, because that's going to uh, lead you to the overall winning at the end of the day. And then third, I would say is just take care of yourself first. This is um, in the past few years, just as um, I have a, a six-year-old beautiful daughter named Blair. Um, everything I do is for her and, and why I work so hard um, now is to set that example for her about being passionate about something and chasing after it. And you can do anything you wanna do. And I can't be the best mom and the best wife and the best leader if I'm not taking care of my mind and my heart first. So figuring out for a daily basis, what are the things that bring me joy that fill my cup up um, and do those things and chase after those things. And then like make a list for yourself of the things that, you know, do detract you from your goals and do detract you from you being in the best mindset. I have figured out at this point that 4am workouts as horrible as they are, uh, is better for me is better for me personally than working out at night um, because it just sets my day off, right? Uh, I like the, there's a lot of science behind this, but the concept of do one hard thing before you even go into work. So like just do something hard that like you have to face past. And for me, it's not hitting that snooze button and getting myself to the gym because I always feel better and more prepared for my day. Um, and that's also alone time for me too. So that when I come home at work at night, I'm able to spend that time with Blair and I, I don't have the workout that I still need to go do. Like it can be that focused in time. So focusing in your buckets and setting yourself up mentally for the day. That's powerful. <laughs> Loving winning more than losing, falling up, chasing those wins, celebrating the little wins, embracing the process, embracing the suck doing the hard stuff and then taking care of yourself your mind your body your soul your spirit i love it it sounds like those 4 a.m workouts is that how, how those gorlocks is that how y'all get down as <laughs> I, I looked it up i should do a little bit of research i got my twitter fingers out and the gorlock is a speedy fierce dependable creature with cheetah's paws a buffalo's <laughs> horns and a saint Bernard's face. It's a mythical mascot. And I, I can tell that the Gorlocks get loose. Now I'm curious, what were the other schools that you experimented <laughs> with? Uh, Maryville University and uh, uh, St. Louis Community College near me and UMSL. So I did pursue dance right after the rejection at Webster 
uh, dance at UMSL for about a semester. And then that was when I really took a step back and I took a, a whole year off pretty much. Um, and then when I got back into, okay, I want to finish my degree, I tried Maryville, then tried a community college, and then fate led me all the way back to Webster, which has one of the most incredible English programs, um, I would argue, in the United States. And I was actually able to just go back and speak to the English alumni panel at Webster. They had me come two months ago, and I was able to personally thank for the first time uh, some professors that were in the room of like how they got me through that last year and believed in me. So that was really a cool experience and full circle. They had no idea what I had been doing up to this point. They were very shocked. I was in sales <laughs> and marketing and cold calling because they, they knew the Amy back then, like they knew the Amy that was fighting through that last year, you know, and really hid behind writing and hid behind things that I was good at, but maybe necessarily didn't have the communication skills that I've picked up along the way now. So that was a really fun moment too. Amy, I applaud you. I tip my virtual cap. You are a true inspiration, not just to your six-year-old Blair, not just to me, but to everyone, a true example, a, a true just a uh, case study and success story of what persistence of what hanging in there, of having, I, I love to hear the stories of the support of your husband, the support of your colleagues, the support of the organization, as well as the support of yourself. I, I just applaud you. Now you mentioned you. something and it, it stood out to me. It's in the back of my crazy mind, but I, I wanna hear some more. You, you mentioned something along the lines of the mindset of the cold calling reps and the SDRs to believe that they're doing something a lot of people are unwilling to do. And that puts them in rare air. I got, I got my boxing gloves here. I want you to knock that out because there's a lot of FDRs, DRs that are out there that have the mentality of, I'm just a, a glorified appointment setter. I'm, I'm the low person on the totem pole and you flip the script. Tell me more about that mindset. I love it. So I really developed more of this mindset when in my journey at Abstract, uh, I, I obviously had Blair and so was away for that for a little bit on maternity leave. And when I came back, I was asked to go run our on-campus internship at Maryville University, funnily enough, <laughs> at that point. And that was our internal sales internship to set appointments for us. So we had just set that up. Um, it had been running about a year. And just with my educational background experience, they said, hey, when you come back from having your baby, like, would you go out and would you run this internship? And so I came back and, and went there and it was students being paid hourly. Um, I remember my comp doc and my goal getting slid across from me when I came back and uh, it was about 50 appointments larger than they had ever done before. Uh, so, I, yeah. So, I mean, I knew I, I was in an era of this, this new role. I had just become a director at this point um, in our company. Like, I had to take this challenge to the next level. And um, I just started empowering these students. I found about four of them that were really interested in working at Abstract after they graduated and they were seniors. And they became my leaders in that room. Like I, I pulled those four guys in uh, and I, I said, like, you're going to lead this room. I'm going to treat you as 
pretty much managers and, and leaders of this room. You want to work at Abstract someday, and we have to empower this room to hit these goals um, so that our company can grow and they're counting on us. And so it really started there, running the appointments for our own sales team, because when you're doing it also even for yourself, like there's just this uh, mentality too, just as much with our clients, but like, I can't let anybody down. Like we, we have to, we have to hit these goals. And so just empowering those students and, and that's where I really started hyping up to them because they were thinking about their future careers that like this isn't a dialing job this isn't an appointment setting job like you are helping abstract grow right now with every single dial that you make and that was the uh one of the the best five years of my life um, we took that internship from my original goal that i came into was 150 appointments a month from college students uh and we just we hit it in my first month live there. And then about four months later, we were hitting 200. For another four months later, we were hitting 250 appointments, um, up to 300. And uh, my team internally, our, our VP of sales I was reporting to, John Schwepker, uh, saw that I just kept ticking up the number. So we just kept ticking up the number from there and um, increasing the mindset of those students. And we grew that all the way to 350 appointments monthly from an internship. and. We like to say in that era, uh, the internship and having an internal sales enablement team became went from a nice to have to a need to have. It became the way that we started growing our business in the last seven years was these appointments set from these many SDRs, you know, want, wanting to be SDRs at an internship. And then it got so big to the point that also a blessing uh, right before COVID, we took it internally. So we took the leap at that point to make it an internal SDR team that I was tasked with. And I did that for another two years. And our sales team sold some of the most uh, historical months that we ever did during COVID. Uh, we didn't go backwards during COVID as a company, we actually grew. Um, and that's just the mindset that this company has. And we came together during obviously that awful time we got over 350 employees um their computers all of their stuff in an assembly line of cars down on the landing our it team within two days figured everything out and we got everyone home safely during that time and then just didn't skip a beat in the the work that was being put in during that time so that internal sdr team had just been formed and I would say that was another point in my career where I was like, we, we have to do this. Like there is no other option. Um, I think that's a, a big part of mindset when you, I like to use the phrase, I love the burn the boats phrase, you know, like that story of like, there's no going back. Like this is what we have to do. Um, and when you give yourself no other option in your mindset, uh, it just shifts things as well. And so I did that for another two years and then was asked to come back uh, last January to run the outbound SDR division. And so by the time I had left sales enablement, we were not just setting the appointments, um, we had shifted to held pitches in those two years to actually ensure that the, the prospects were showing up for us to do our demos. Uh, and we were just shy of a thousand held pitches a month uh, for our internal sales team. Yeah. So that was a fun, fun five-year journey. And I brought that back brought that back to the outbound SDR division of, you know, for your clients uh, be empowered and you're growing their business. 
Like there could be nothing more important. Like you're just impacting something that's bigger than you. We've had some clients come to us and say that they were able to give their entire company a, a holiday bonus because of the work that we're doing, building their pipelines. And like, that's what it's all about. And that's what I want every single SDR to feel connected to every day that yes, grow for yourself, but just know you can be so fulfilled, 100% fulfilled knowing the impact of the work that you are doing every day, hard, hard work. And the reason that our clients come to us because they don't want to do, they don't want to do that work either. They don't want to have to deal with managing an SDR and all of the optics that come with it. And uh, that's what you're doing every single day for them. So be invested in that. You're on their team. You're on their team. That, that's powerful. That is truly <laughs> impactful. I love to hear stories of filling the top of funnel, impacting businesses, impacting lives. And I got to tell you this, just my observation abstract y'all got a special place there now i'm curious because you you took us back to covid you, you took us through the journey the last five years the, the journey that you've been on i mean the number the, the next number you keep increasing it is going to be one and truly i mean you kept <laughs> raising the bar I absolutely we love, love raising the bar we love it <laughs> keep raise the roof but, but tell me about the leadership mindset at Abstract. I gotta know. I'm trying to cut down, but give me that secret sauce. I, I there's <laughs> something going on over there. What is it, Amy? You know, I would say we just have an incredible training and vision process in place. Um, we have over 28 career paths that SDRs can take. So we hire in into the SDR position. So that's that's our entry level position is the SDR position for our clients. And then from there, there's over 28 career paths that after 90 days of being in the SDR role and you're performing, you can start exploring, you know, if there are open uh, interviews and open positions in these career paths. And I'd say like, we just really provide a vision for people from a leadership perspective. You know, that same vision that was provided to all of us that are in these roles now, and then, you know, pretty quickly, we see a lot of SDRs that set their sights on the the management path and just immediately having them in boot camps and future position trainings that we offer um, to be able to develop them while they're still mastering the SDR job. So I'd say that's a big leadership mindset as well is like master this role. Mastery like brings autonomy. Uh, one of my favorite books is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and, you know, discipline equals freedom. Love to speak to that to my SDRs as well. Like the more disciplined that you are in your current role and, and having success in that, like the more freedom it's going to allow you to start pursuing um, what your true passion could be. We understand that not everybody wants to stay on the phones forever. And we recognize that, uh, but we really celebrate the milestones along the way. So we also do progressions internally. Um, we've really built our culture and our training around mastery. Um, I don't know if you've read the book Drive, you know, mastery, autonomy, and purpose. Like there's one of them that someone is driven by. So just really teaching our leaders to figure out what your SDR's why is every single day, like what's making them tick and, and get into the building. And then once they're in the building, like regardless of like could have a horrible situation outside going on in their lives, like is this a safe space for them? Is this the place that they can actually come into and feel believed in and feel pushed and that they're going to be given the gift of high expectations 
Um, and then we're going to do everything in our training and our development and our power to get them to said goal that they want to get to. Wow, that's impactful right there. Now, you mentioned, I think you said 28 various career paths. Did, did I hear that right? 28? Yes, lots of things. Lots of things you can do here to impact our clients. Give, give me a little sample. I, give me a few. Yeah. Give me three to five. What, what are some yeah. of those career paths that I can go on? You ready for a lot of acronyms? We love acronyms here. So I'll, I'll explain. Uh, so... We have a role uh, that is still on the phones actually within the outbound department and that's called a PPM, a partner performance manager. So that's like your, your people that love cold calling and they know they're good at it. So that's um, a, a little bit higher level role that's like they're the cleanup, they're the batter for the team of making sure that the goals get hit um, and assisting the SDRs. Yes, exactly like that, batter cleanup, uh, PPMs. And then we have the sales manager role obviously people that are interested in leadership specifically and want to go run one of those teams, create their own brand. And then in supporting the appointments for our clients, we have multiple operational roles. Um, one of the main ones is a, a partner operation analyst, our POAs, affectionately call them. And so they're building the lists internally as our clients are implementing that our SDRs will be calling on. Um, they really support the teams in terms of helping increase contact rate, um, and getting people on the phones. So that's uh, for the operational data people that are really interested in that side. Uh, we have an entire email team um, that is also supporting in the email. Uh, we have a lot of channels that we're using, not just cold calling, email, LinkedIn, and then web development and SEO, um, which is an entirely other division, our inbound department. Uh, but the email team is the one creating the content for our clients for the emails, you know, so we have a lot of writers in the building that are creating beautiful content for our clients to drive more leads and help the SDR set them. And then there are people that are actually responding to the emails, trying to get a yes in that appointment just through the emails. And then if not, they're working with the SDR to get it one step closer to a yes so that when we pick up the phone, it's like right there and ready. And then we have several other divisions as well that people are really passionate about looking at and getting into. Um, we have our cloud division, which is um, our entire own Salesforce division. Um, so creating and, and helping implement Salesforce for our clients, um, along with a myriad of other products. And then our inbound division, um, where a lot of our, our creative minds go, um, and that's the creating the content, the developing the website. We do it all internally. For our clients' websites, it's all done in-house. Um, and then there's training roles. There's uh, there's a lot. There's IT roles. If you want to go be in IT, I mean, we just really uh, promote the promoting within. And that, like, we want you to be on this journey with us for a long, long time, if, if not forever. And so there's just a lot of different career paths that someone can take um, and get excited about while they're mastering the SDR role. Come on, Amy. You're getting me excited <laughs> over here. Put me in, coach. <laughs> I'm ready. Entire video, an entire video and creative department. Obviously, our own podcast. Uh, so lots of opportunity there as well. Now, now the only thing I got to ask, can I bring my own banana phone? Is, is that okay? <laughs> yes. I love the banana phone. A CD with the cloud division of PPM, an elemental P. An elemental P. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, as we land the plane, as we start to really wind down, 
where can our viewers and our listeners, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looks like you have on the screen there. That's my LinkedIn. Uh, so feel free to message me any questions. Um, would love to talk to some of you SDRs out in the world of what your experience is and hopefully encourage you. Uh, sales leaders as well. Love to connect with all of you. Talk about what you're doing. I know there's things I can pick up from other people too in my journey. And then um, if you're interested specifically in checking out what Abstract is doing for all of our clients, our website is abstraktmg.com. So abstract with a K, mg.com. Wow. Now abstract, I'm, I'm not a spelling bee champion, but abstract with a K, y'all flipped it and reversed it. Is there any yes. significance behind that? You know, I, I actually don't know the official answer to that, but I know our, our owner and we just aren't like anybody else. That's what I would say. Like, we just, we want to do things um, in an entirely different sphere. And like you said, level, take it to the next level. So uh, makes us stand out. Wow. I love to hear that. And my coach <laughs> sent this to me. I can tell that y'all are living that dangerous life yeah. in a good way. And <laughs> I encourage you to keep shining, to keep thriving, to keep serving. My final question. And uh, I got to put on my blue blockers. We're, we're going to look into the future, Amy. I, I want to know, and our viewers and our listeners want to know, what does the future look like for you, Amy Milner, as well as for Abstract Marketing with a K, Abstract with a K, Marketing Group? What, what does the future hold? Uh, we're Like I said, we're going to keep taking it to the next level every single year. Uh, our mission statement is growth is at our core and it fuels what we do so everything we do is centered around growing our clients growing our people and then growing this business because of those two things um so we're going to continue to massively grow and and watch out like we're gonna we are the hands down entire solution for lead generation that any company would need for them to fuel their sales and fuel their pipeline and so we're going to just keep catapulting that 100 million is what's next on the horizon for us in the, in the next few years. And we're gonna keep growing that from there and developing leaders. Uh, and then for me, I'm just so grateful to still have a seat at this table here and, and learn from a lot of the people that I grew up with here. So being a part of this team means everything to me. And I just wanna keep leading and impacting people and showing people that they can take any situation in life and turn it around and you can create your own destiny. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about SDRs in that age group specifically, but then developing leaders, developing leaders from there that then can go around and do the same thing and you just multiply it. And yeah, and then maybe speaking someday. Like this, this is my first time this, I'm interested in, in public speaking. Uh, so the, thank you for having me today. And this was a ton of fun and it was something scary for me to do and I wanted to dip my toes into and would love to represent abstract in any way in the future. Well, Amy, <laughs> you can have any one of the mics because you absolutely rocked the mic. You didn't drop the mic, but you rocked the mic. And uh, I don't believe this is your first, this is your first podcast guest in appearance? Yeah, yes. Oh my God, I thought you were a seasoned veteran. You could have <laughs> Thank you. me. Your passion, your authenticity, your genuine and sincere care, it just shines through. And I thank want to you. say thank you so much for joining us. 
Before we wrap, I've got one final question for you. You gave us so many mic drop moments. You dropped so many gems on us during our time. What's the one thing, if you just had to leave folks with one thing, and these are SDRs, BDRs, SDR and BDR leaders, what's the one thing, the one message that you want to share with them as we uh, depart? I'm going to just reiterate uh, what I said earlier, and it's it's the empowerment and that you're choosing hard and, and get your own mindset right when you, you walk in or if you're at home and working remotely from home before you start making those calls, get your own mind right, affirm yourself and just know that you're choosing to do something hard that not a lot of people even understand or would want to do. And so own that and be empowered in that and believe in yourself and you can do anything in a cold calling role. Oh, we, I, I lied. You dropped the mic on that one. Come on. <laughs> you dropped the mic. <laughs> Amy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank what you. can we do to support you? Is there anything that, that Monster Connect or viewers or listeners can support you? I, I think I heard you say $100 million that you're on the path <laughs> awards. How can yeah. we best support you? You've been so generous in supporting us. I absolutely, if you know anybody that, you know, small to medium sized business or bigger uh, that is looking to build a sustainable pipeline, doesn't have uh, an internal a uh, piece of that puzzle figured out right now, maybe wearing too many hats as an owner and you don't know how to juggle where your next lead is coming from. Like we're it. We're absolutely hands down the, the solution to your problems. And we would love to passionately work with you. So if you know anybody that's in that spot, go ahead and message me or, or check out the website, like I said, and um, would love to be part of a, a community to, to help continuing to grow small to medium sized businesses. All right, folks, y'all heard her. You heard it. You know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> Go ahead and give a shout to Amy. Uh-oh, she's in Nelly's studio. Oh, my goodness. EVP of Partner Sales for Abstract Marketing Group. Ooh, focus on your business growth. Amy, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. For all of our viewers, all of our listeners that joined us live, for those that are checking us on the replay, we say thank you from the bottom of our, our heart. I, I hope that you're able to pick one, at least one nugget that Amy shared and implement. Go ahead and put it into your process. Control the controllables and go out there, be empowered and drive for that growth. Reminder, please join us next Wednesday, March the 6th. Same back place, same back time. 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, as we welcome the fabulous Fred Strangle. Fred built from scratch. He built his company uh, that manufactures license plate frames for some of the largest automotive retailers in the country. He did it through years of cold calling, and I can tell you Fred is on a mission to help others do the same. Just like Amy, we're looking to pass it forward, to pay it back, because we've been so honored, privileged, blessed to have received knowledge along our journey. We want to pass that along to you. Wish you a happy end to February, a great start to March, and we'll see you next Wednesday, March the 6th. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Peace. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amen. Thank you.